What comes to mind when you think about life? Your life? The lives of those you love? Would you be willing to save a loved one's life? Of course. But have you ever stopped and thought about saving the lives of others? Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but when it is broken down, it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. I remember a song, I think it was from the 90s. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. It popped into my head when I was thinking about today's episode. For me, this lyric holds true when it comes to anything having to do with heights. (laughs) The theme of our show, though, really is about love. And I can't wait to share today's story with you. Hi, you're listening to episode 27 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, two-time kidney recipient and proud LifeBank staff member. Our love story is about a young woman, Josie Brown, her love for her mom, Carrie, and also Josie's love for her boyfriend, Mike. But it also has to do with Carrie's love for both Josie and Mike. Joining us on the phone today is Josie Brown to help explain her exceptional story. Josie, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I think the last time we spoke was about a year ago. How have you been since then? Really good. I honestly have no complaints. I'm just in school working. Oh, just the ordinary life, really. <laughs> Are you sticking around home a lot more than normal? Yeah, I've been home a lot. Yeah, I know the feeling. I do know the feeling. It's strange times we're living in. As I mentioned earlier, this really is a love story. And I was hoping that you would talk about, first of all, your boyfriend, Mike, and a little bit about his story. We met in second grade. And then we had a little bit of a period where we didn't see each other because I moved. And then starting in high school, we found each other again. And after graduation, we started dating back in 2016. Uh, Starting in 2017 is when he started having his health issues that we didn't know anything about at the time. And what were Mike's health issues? He had Alport syndrome, and therefore he had his kidneys shut down. So he was in dire need of a kidney transplant. And was he on dialysis at all? He was on dialysis three times a week for about four hours each of those days. I believe it was just over a year he was on dialysis. Now let's talk about your mom, because this really is about the three of you. And how did your mom end up helping Mike and others? So my mom suddenly passed away from a brain aneurysm in December of 2018. And since she was declared brain dead, she was available to donate her organs. And in the process, my stepfather was actually the one who recommended Mike to get one of her kidneys. Even if you're just looking at the percentage and the numbers, your mom met criteria to be an organ donor, but then it was more miraculous is that she matched Mike, right? Yeah, the, the lady from Life Bank at the hospital at the time, she said, 
to my family, hey, don't get your hopes up. You know, it's a very slim chance that it would match to Mike because there's so many different criteria they have to go through. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, it's less than 2% that people die in a way that allow them for organ donation to take place. But then to have what we call a directed donation and again, be a match is really is a miraculous thing that happened. What happened from there? It was just a couple of days after my mother passed away and Mike and I were over at my stepdad's house just making him dinner, just trying to have some family time. Then he got the call from Cleveland Clinic and that we need to start preparing because you're going to get the transplant tomorrow. What a chaotic time. Yeah, it was really chaotic. I remember we just finished making dinner and then we went back to his house, packed his things, tried to get some sleep, but it was kind of hard, you know, with the anxiety of everything that's about to happen. I don't think either of us really slept. And then at five that morning, he had to get his last treatment from dialysis. And then we headed up to Cleveland Clinic. Wow. Just wow. And he went through the surgery okay and everything was fine? Yeah, it went perfectly. Uh, I spoke to the surgeon. He said it went way better than expected. And, you know, it, it went faster than expected, too. The surgery was over pretty fast. Well, that's great. Had you and your mom, Carrie, ever talk about organ donation or talk about Mike's situation? Organ donation in general, it was just one of those things that we didn't really talk about, but it was just something that was expected of us. So when you went to go get your license or anything for our family, you did pick, yes, I do want to donate. With the whole situation between Mike and my mother, uh, she did want to donate to him, but at that time she started her business and the time was just bad. I think there's a greater force at work with your story and with, with your mother's desire to help Mike. She ended up saying his life anyway. I think it was fate, not to be cheesy or anything, but to have, you know, something bad really happen. But in the process, something good also happened. So it has to be something greater out there, you know. I agree. So then you decide (laughs) to celebrate not only your mom's life and honor her, but to celebrate Mike's gift of life by rappelling down a 23-story building in downtown Cleveland. What made you decide that that was something you would like to do? Well, for my birthday that year, I just started raising money for Life Bank because you guys are a second family to me now. And by the time the fundraiser ended, I was, I think, close to $2,000. And my aunt saw that you guys advertised the event over the edge. And I had no clue what it was. And I got interested. And I was like, oh, well, for me to do it, I only have to raise 100 more dollars. And then I get to go off a building, which is insane, to help promote organ donation. And you did do that. You came downtown Cleveland, I think it was May in 2019, and you repelled. How was it when you were first on the roof? I think the being on the roof was the most terrifying part, not only because you see the other people slowly go down, but then you have the weight of just staring into the skyline. Like the height at first doesn't really hit you, 
once you're standing up there for a couple minutes, it feels like it's even taller at that point. (laughs) I know from the pictures that they make you stand up there and you're all harnessed in and ready to go and you have to take pictures and smile and put the thumbs up, right? Yeah, they ask you to lean back, like not holding anything. And it was an experience. I knew it would be fine, but just like feeling so powerless in that situation was so scary. But it it was such an exciting time. If you think about it, it relates to those people on the waiting list. You know, it's scary. You don't know what's going to happen next. And you're powerless, like people waiting for an organ. Talk to me about what it was like rappelling down the side of the building. Were there any fun things that happened or was it all business and you just wanted to get down as quick as possible? I mean, it was really fun. I was kind of enjoying it, just being able to look around. It was frightening at the same time. But to be able to have an experience that a lot of people don't, it was it was pretty cool. And then I also had this guy dressed up as Spider-Man next to me. So if anything went wrong, he could have helped me. <laughs> that would be pretty wild to see. Did the experience change you at all, Josie? Do you think you either learned anything or that it changed you as a person? Honestly, the experience makes me just want to support the organization more. Like knowing the feeling of how scared I was up there is nothing compared to what people experience needing transplants. And it it just honestly makes me want to help you guys make a difference. So I want to help bring in donations each year and become an advocate for you guys. Well, you have done that not only by raising money, but by sharing your story about Mike and your mom. It's so amazing. I can only imagine what kind of woman she was just based on my interactions with you. Your whole family has opened up and taken LifeBank in as a cause that's near and dear to their hearts. And we so appreciate that. And you're part of the LifeBank family forever. Thank you for sharing your story about Mike and your mom, Carrie, and uh, for doing everything you're doing to help save and heal the lives of those that are on the waiting list and in need of an organ transplant like Mike was. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. And honestly, I should be thanking you. You are a remarkable young woman, and I can only say your mom, Carrie, as well as Mike and your entire family and friends are so proud of all you are doing to honor your mom's memory and her gift to Mike. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in today and I invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life, the podcast that is changing lives. Organ, eye, and tissue donation is truly all about life. Life given, life received, and lives saved and healed. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org or visit lifebank.org for more information. If you are already a registered donor, we thank you. If you are not, take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at the BMV or online at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it. Donate life.